All right, all right, motherfucker. This is the, the club for the healing with the mental health and the sadness and the issues with the world and future climate healing club podcast with Bob Morrissey. No one else. No Mrs. Kisses here anymore. Mrs. Kisses died. She is remembered forever as the cutest, most comforting, most charismatic and funny and the cat that saved me from killing myself. Mrs. Kisses, the darling angel on earth. I had to put her down because she had cancer. And if I could live a life with as much dignity as she did, if I could go out in death the way she did, then I'd be happy with myself. If I could be just as much a vector of joy, a linchpin of good times, a creature of, you know... Just uh, just the cutest thing on earth. If I could have been the cutest thing on earth for 14 years, then that would have been a better life than what I'm living. And then if I could have only been sick for like three days before uh, checking out, that's. Uh, and if I could have just left with that same look in my eye, that same, I, I forgive you, Bob. I forgive you for taking me to this place where they put me out of my misery. Oh, well, I guess then I'd be proud of myself and I could call it a day and go home happy. And I'd know that things I'd done on Earth had affected people and had eventuated a certain um, continuation of my spirit. If that's... That's all I really want is just for my spirit to live on because I know it doesn't just belong to me. It's everybody. We're all eating from the same trough. Every human being. Um, so farewell, Mrs. Kisses. You were a, just a great cat with a sweet little personality. No trouble for anyone. Just cute face. Sometimes you get mad when people fuck with you. Don't we all? Don't we all hiss at uh, at our at our moments of frustration? And how could I blame her for hating a bath, hating a you know going getting soaked in water and scrubbed with shampoo? How could I hate her for scratching my arms or, you know, tracking the pretty litter from one room to another and just leaving little specks of shit all over the house and her in her dying frame, she held it together until she just couldn't anymore. And those last moments with that little cat, those last few days, about four days before she died, she just, oh, had the most sad, just the most haunting little, meow, meow, 
Like, I can't do it. I can't replicate. Or something like, I don't know. Little cats speak in a language which humans understand when they hear it, but they can't. You know, I'm a human. I can't do what a cat does. No cat uh, can do what a human does, but uh, same goes, you know? Like, I'm only, I'm only this guy. I'm not, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not as cute as my cat, and I'm not as cool as my boyfriend, and I just, I, I'm, I'm only here because I'm, uh, I don't know, set off by some, yeah, what, what, what gets us started, what, what, what makes us tick, that's what I want to get to the bottom of, on, uh, future episodes of the healing club but in this episode all we do is just um, talk nonsense and spew hate this is uh, me and emily peacock just uh hatred back and forth uh shitty things to say about everyone oh how do we live with ourselves how do we sleep at night after what we say on this podcast, you won't believe what you're about to hear. This is a goddamned uh, treasure trove of uh, uh, permanent classic comedy, and and I've got a uh, I got some food I was gonna eat. It's boiling on the stove right now, so I'm gonna go attend to that. And uh, this was the intro. I hope you love it. I hope you love this podcast with me, Bob Morrissey, and this week's guest, Emily Peacock. Hi, Emily. Emily Peacock is here back. Emily and I. What's up? Hey, Emily. How's it going? Real good. Good. Yeah, things are great. Kiss has died. Is this the first time you're talking about it? On the yeah, podcast? On little the Kisses is gone. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the end of an era. Mrs. Kisses died last week. I'm so sorry. I loved her. Yeah. I love her, but what good does that do now? Well, we'll keep her memory, you know, alive. Mm-hmm. She already, her memory lives in all your comedy posters and like... You know, on your T-shirts and stuff like that. So she lives on, you know. Yeah, I've got a um. Yeah, on my on the on the little drawings. Yes. Oh, so many drawings. Of Mrs. Kiss. Of Mrs. So Kisses. many, so many Instagram posts. Yes. It was nice to look through a lot of the reels. Yeah. And um, she was a great cat. She, she was the most affectionate, comforting animal. Yeah. She was great. She had a good look, too. You know what I mean? She had a good look. She had this real I don't give a fuck look. Yeah. Yeah, she was... But she was just a sweetie and a, and yeah, a, a always, lover. Yeah, always. She was, she was a lover. She was a lover, not a hater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Um, yeah, we, we're now hosting the successful show together. Yes, we are. Mondays, yeah. first, third, and fifth Mondays. We're not gonna do that. Oh, okay. I, well, eventually we're gonna change that. Yes. But I was, uh, 
Oh, I thought I was done with that. I thought I was done with. But they're okay. they they like the idea of possibly changing it to every other Monday. Well, Kate said she'll have to get Andrew's approval, but he's in Australia right now. I was just talking to him about it. I should have just asked him. Okay, yeah. Every other week makes so much more sense. Well, I, I don't know. Now I feel weird. It's just a I'm lot easier. It's a lot easier to promote it and to. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Anyways, we'll, All right. we'll Andrew Youngblood's that. in Australia. We're gonna solve this. We're gonna work it out. Yeah. It's fine. It's totally fine. We're just, you know, um, we gotta. I gotta get better at co-hosting. I was the problem last week. It was our first. No. What are you talking about? I think I was the problem. There was no problem. We'll just get. We're just gonna get better at it. You know. We're yeah. just gonna get better at it. Yeah, I felt pretty down about it, actually. And then I uh, got to go up again after that. And I was real nervous going up again. I was like, maybe I shouldn't be even been, even be in comedy, you know? It made you feel that bad? Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, sometimes that just happens, right? You know what I mean? Mm. You've mm. never had that happen where you, you've had a set and you're like, what am I doing? It's been a while since I had a set like that. Yeah, I guess so. It's happened before, but yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> Well, <laughs> now I feel bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> no, Bobby. I don't know. No, it you was... talked the whole time. You're the one reason that it kept going. You know what I mean? I just was like, didn't know what to say. Andy was saying, like, Emily was funny. You just weren't letting her be herself. You were talking over her. And you weren't funny, Bob. <laughs> That's what he told me. <laughs> the problem was you. And, I don't know about that. Okay. Jamal said the same thing kind of in different words about how when we co-hosted together, a lot of times Jamal and I, uh, I, I got used to co-hosting with him because every time I'd say something, he would like cut me down or like insult me or yeah. take away. He would like, instead of yes and no, but. Yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah. make me think about what I just said and make me feel embarrassed and call me old and fat and stupid and useless. <laughs> and, like, and, um, Is that what you want me to do, Bob? Yeah. Is that what you want me to do? Okay. But I had a, but I was, but I, there was a moment when we were uh, co hosting last week where I was like, see, she's not a stupid idiot like you all thought because she was talking about getting high and doing drugs. And being crazy and having sex and stuff. She's a professor. Yeah. She's a professor. Do you remember that? And yeah. I was like, yeah. And I was trying to play play with that one dude who's like, yeah, I'm on acid. And yeah. I was like, he's not on acid, Emily. And like, he's, they're, they're clearly lying. Yeah. They're trying to play along because we were, we were telling our acid stories. And, yeah. But with the successful show, maybe it's better that we don't undermine each other. Okay. Directly insult one another. Okay. Or Let's keep it successful. Cock block our ideas at humor. Yeah. We'll be a yes and kinda I wanna be more like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Occasionally I think we should definitely insult each other. <laughs> yeah. I I gotta trust that uh the person I'm co hosting with is is going to carry her weight because why else would I have asked you to be my co-host or why would we have thought that we could do this together if if we didn't have full confidence in each other? Yeah. And we didn't think that like, but, uh, okay. The confidence stuff. I have full confidence in you. Do you have confidence in yourself? 
Yeah. Okay, but then why did you walk off stage thinking, do I even need to do comedy anymore? I didn't, I didn't walk off thinking okay. that, actually. It was just later on in the evening. I, I mean, I think I was also just feeling a little depressed, you know. Yeah. Not because of that. Okay. You know, but just in life sometimes I feel depressed. Oh, yeah. don't I know it. Don't yeah. I know oh, it. Boy. Yep, I can bring the most depressed energy to the stage, and it makes my morbid, silly jokes just sound like desperate cries for help instead of things that people should laugh at. I feel you. I feel you on that front. People are like, I don't know if we should help you or laugh at you. Yeah, I know you're giddy with uh, Hangman's uh, gallows humor. Yeah. But, like, you're not dying. (laughs) (laughs) We don't really feel sorry for you. Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, the audience, like, doesn't look at me like I'm special. And then I make it a point to be like, hey, I'm not special. I'm a sleaze bag. Yeah, yeah. I work in a, a dirt hole uh, <laughs> fuck corner. Yeah. Like with uh, sad men. Sad <laughs> men. Sad, like, <laughs> sad men. Yeah. <laughs> Who are sometimes in self destructive spirals. Yeah. And everybody And everybody sees it, and yet they still take advantage. And that's the nature of the place. It's like, Jesus that's Christ. the business. That's the business. I, yeah. I oh, take yeah. advantage of you. You give me what I want. I'll give you some of what you want, but not enough for you to never come back. Yeah. Because if you're fully satisfied, then I'll never see you again. That's not a good business. You got to leave a little bit unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. In my a business. Little bit un- in my business. Yeah. You got to make them kind of happy, but not much. Not too happy. Yeah. You yeah. can't, you can't bring the, spiritual side of your gentle nature up to uh the the, the stand-up comedy stage no you can't you can't guide people toward uh i don't know tears wouldn't it be cool to make the whole audience cry could could you imagine like making everybody in the audience like tear up and cry weren't some people crying in when tignataro did that stand-up set where she was like i have cancer i have cancer I bet, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's some people who are oh, my favorite person. Yeah. You know, there's not even a video. It's just an audio performance. I, yeah, I remember hearing yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was mostly funny, though. It was it mostly was, funny. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was a great set, but it was also like you could feel her uncertainty about her future. You know, in in the yeah. set. You know what I mean? And it was what was all going on. It was like mother's death and then a divorce. Well, the same time or something yes and then this disease yeah 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 <laughs> well, well. yeah yeah could you imagine if everybody left you and then you died sounds about right <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if, uh, yes i can yeah it's hard to say goodbye to the ones you love but mrs kisses i'll always love you r.i.p r.i.p baby Baby sweet girl. baby girl <laughs> she's my best girl sweet baby girl <laughs> she was my darling she was. Yeah, my my little reason for uh, coming home. It's so awful walking in the door without hearing their little meow. Yeah. Or I know when we were walking outside, I was like, oh, watch out, Miss. Yeah, uh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, I get to air the place out a little bit. Yeah. I want to keep the place. Uh, it'll be nice to keep it a little cleaner. Because yeah. the cat is dirty, no matter what. It's just another animal living with you that has animal functions yeah yeah it was we shared a good space she was she was 
the best I could uh, do. Ask for you. Not every cat could live here with me and yeah. have a happy life. Yeah. And uh, she was chill with it. Yeah, yeah. It was like, so I'm not just gonna go and snatch the first cat off the street that I find wandering around. Yeah. And uh, that's gonna be hard, Bob. Take her. <laughs> Especially if it's a kid, you're like, Ugh. yeah. If a yeah, I'm not gonna go steal another cat from somebody's lawn. Yeah, and, it, <laughs> is that how you got this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah shot a kid, and then it stole the cat. Give me your cat. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, witnesses. And then I just shot the kid. And yeah. Then I, um, then I went and I uh, kept the cat, and we had a very loving, beautiful relationship together for eight years after. Magical. Yeah. I would never kill a kid. I'm sorry. You you have a five-year-old. I think, like, sometimes Six. I say shit like that, and that makes audiences hate me. Or I'm like, and then I shot a kid. And uh, audience oh, is like, wait fine. a second. They know you're joking. I know you're joking. Do you think people would know that I was joking if I said I murdered children? Yes. <laughs> like, do you yes. think? Oh, I'm always wondering whether, you know, because I, cause I did kill all that? those kids when I was at war in Iraq. Oh, oh. fucking a -bomb. Can we talk about that? No. Actually, oh. no. <laughs> no. Okay. It wasn't just me killing those kids. It was oh. all of us. We were God together killing. It. it was like stabbing into a pillow. It was like, no, yeah, I was reading about the Manson murders earlier this week. So, and that's what. Uh, that makes me feel so much better. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go on. Oh, um, uh, what's her name? The, the woman who uh, stabbed Sharon Tate. Who, oh, um, yeah. She. Uh, and the guy. She was just confessing to everyone in prison because she was so proud of it because she was like taken in to prison and then she's just like i'm the one responsible for all those famous murders <laughs> i'm the one who killed her she was begging for her life and pregnant and i was like bitch Ugh, i so came here sad. to kill you she was like eight months pregnant nine yeah. months pregnant i mean big and pregnant fuck you you yeah. piece of shit she she described stabbing a pregnant woman like like just punch just oh, uh, God, that's terrible what mm. a savage yeah Ugh. but there were like a whole group of like 20 people who were all doing this shit together and all like uh Why? it was like kind of a requirement for uh if you're gonna listen to manson you're gonna have to kill for him why because he wanted to sow chaos across the country they were planning hundreds of jobs and they, they wanted to just go from place to place killing everything and there's like 30 people who were, they didn't get far they got to a few houses yeah because before you know it's tiring but the uh it's 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 interesting to read about police procedures and uh their access to technology being so much more limited 55 oh, years ago oh, like I you know, know like know. uh and so their methods are you know like People could change their identities pretty easily. Yeah. And well, more easy than they can now. It's pretty hard. It's almost impossible to change your identity now. Yeah, it is. Like, you can't you can't do anything like people used to do. No. Like so. walking in stores like they were somebody else. Now they can be like, That's not him. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're maybe the last generation to have kind of felt that whole rebellious like freedom at looking around and nobody's watching nobody can hear anything my life can be one thing and then six months from now totally different in yeah. a different place right i can get away with whatever i want yeah and uh and or i can just you know slip away and uh, hit the road yeah <laughs> live in a 
you know, van like, down by the river yeah. in a Galveston. Yeah, just go. Uh, there, there's a movie out of the past with Robert Mitchum. Oh yeah, is a movie in which a guy who uh, has a criminal past is like tired of living that way, and he, uh, um, after a job and after a terrible love affair, uh-huh. he, uh, he, he skips town and takes on another identity, but he's recognized by one of his old bodyguards Uh who's still working for the same boss played by kirk douglas michael douglas his father and um and then once uh, he's spotted and seen he's dragged back into the life but he's been away from it for five years so it's like it's kind of like john wick okay a little bit with but but uh, but without the superhero aspect who's who's like who knows he's in trouble and he knows he's walking into danger Yeah, and he wants to escape, but he can't. Yeah. So it's like catch 22, Okay. you know, like no choice is going to be good. And he just, but there's, there's Robert Mitchum is probably the best actor of the 20th century. In my really? opinion, I love, oh my God. I love him. He's the best actor really? of a hundred years. It's a bold statement. Yeah. So much better than John Wayne. John Wayne was a dick. Robert, Robert Mitchum was like a thoughtful yeah empathetic person whereas john wayne was like this you know lovable but also like what an asshole kind of guy (laughs) yeah i get get that vibe from him yeah yeah i don't know i don't know i don't really even know who mitchum is oh yeah he was in cape fear see i can't i mean the original cape fear and the uh, remake with the i haven't seen any of those movies oh you know what i did watch the other night what brahms Dracula by Bram Stoker's Fra- Dracula, Dracula by the Francis Ford, Ford Coppola. Coppola. Yes. I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. I don't know. I heard. Yeah. Keanu's in that too. Keanu is in that. He's poor Keanu in that yeah. movie. That ruined him for a while. People were like, Keanu sucks. Yeah. He kind of <laughs> sucks in that movie. Like, he kind of oh. sucks in that movie. Yeah. Devil's Advocate, he sucked in that too. Yeah. That was, was that a, around the same time? No. A few years oh my later. God. No. Yeah, it wasn't so not. It was after Speed. Yeah. Well, Speed was like, oh, Keanu's great. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, and then Matrix was like, oh, my God, he's so great. And then John Wick, they're like, he's the best. Also, yeah. Wayne's World. And um, Always Be My Maybe, that mm-hmm. Ali Wong movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, he showed up in that. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I like Bill and Ted as well. Oh, I, that's what I meant to say is Bill and Ted, not Wayne's World. Oh. <laughs> Bill and Ted. <laughs> well, the Bill and Ted. Uh, newest one was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I watched the most recent one. I mean, from what I can, what I've heard, Keanu Reeves is like a super nice person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's how you do it. Not, uh, but I don't think he's as good as Robert Mitchum. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, think... I mean, I don't know if he's the greatest actor. I'm saying he's a good person. Yeah, yeah. You think Robert Mitchum is a good person? He was depicted as a good person in that Joyce Carol Oates novel, Blonde. Okay. Uh, oh. He's one of the few good people that Marilyn, Marilyn ever came across. Okay. Uh, Let's trust her. Who, uh, I trust like, it. I trust it. Um, which, but that novel was not uh, based. It was based on facts, but it was also based on uh, her projected imagination of who Marilyn Monroe might have been mm-hmm. in her internalized moments going through these places like... Uh, you know, being almost burned to death by a crazy mother and then, uh, like sent off to an orphanage (laughs) until she was 15. Yeah. But her like, uh, incredible beauty. Yeah. Like, like, 
made a family who was visiting the orphanage fall in love with her when she was like 14 and then uh they gave her like a um middle class uh high school experience after where she'd come from of like which and uh and then she was at least as written by Joyce Carol Oates uh creative genius uh-huh. who's uh potential was uh was enormous but like was never fully realized only a few times her best comedic side came out yeah but the full range of everything she could do was ne- she could have you know she yeah. could have been like a in in roles as uh, uh like 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 Meryl Streep or Shirley yeah. MacLaine type of you yeah. know um dramatic roles yeah but her looks were Everybody just thought she would, but she was America's first slut. Yeah. And she took on the slut persona and was really funny with it uh, because like, what I liked about Marilyn Monroe is that she was like, well, yeah, fuck you. I'm a slut. All right. What are you going to do about it? I come from an orphanage. I do what I can to survive. Everybody's fucking after me for something. I take what I want and I, and and now you're going to punish me for being wanted and being beautiful and being somebody that makes kids horny. Fuck off. I get to be a slut. God damn it. (laughs) This is the fifties now. What's up? What, we fight this war for nothing? God damn it. Yeah. Look at me. Let me stand on this steam drain thing. Yeah. But, you know. I I do it. I'm all for it. That's what I, I I love, like, seeing that side of somebody in uh, some Like It Hot movie. That movie's great. The movie uh, with Jack Lemmon and um, Tony Curtis, I think it is. Never saw it. Um, it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's not today's sense of humor, but, yeah. but it, it's a, Billy Wilder was a great director who made all sorts of great movies and also made a lot of shit ones. Made like, probably like 15 shitty movies, uh, 10 really good movies, five like excellent movies. <clears throat> well, it sounds like, like you made a fuckload of movies. Made so about 30. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Like. Like, you can't be afraid of failure. You just got to keep doing it and hope that something good will come out. You know what I mean? Eventually. Yeah. But you can't expect every every effort to be your masterpiece. But absolutely not. You cannot expect that. No. Uh, it has to happen just, you know, as a surprise. I mean, I feel like a true creative is just continually creating and just hoping for the best, you know? Mm-hmm. I've heard the, this uh, story about, like, a... Well, uh, somebody called into the best show with Tom Sharp playing like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, whatever. I forget what the, it's on YouTube, like, like a clipped conversation from a three hour show, but like one of the, there's, um, I think they were trying to count down the worst song of all time or something. Uh-huh. And, uh, somebody who called in was a pottery instructor. Yeah. Who um, was a sculptor, not pottery instructor, sculptor artist? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and like, uh, <laughs> and 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 uh, he was talking about how I, uh, you know, there was this one experiment held between two classes in an art school. Yeah. Um, half the kids signed up and were told to make uh, like the best. Uh, clay pot or like the, the best sculpture like the the, the most beautiful form the mm-hmm. you know most you know just like 
three pieces. Just bring three of your best pieces. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the other half of the class made a piece every day. Mm-hmm. Did something different every day. So they had like, they had to do seven things a week. And then um, one half only had to do three good things. Mm-hmm. And which class do you think did better? Probably the one that did multiple things a lot. Yeah, because that's the only way to get good at doing stuff is to do it over and over, over again and all over the time. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, I like to, but I can get careless in that approach too, though, because I can say like, well, there's just another day. Pfft, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just pfft, out there. Yeah. You know, like eh, something, something, yeah. something like, well, I think art, like visual artists get that way too. They, they get like a style or something that they know known for that's like been successful for them and they don't want to step out of that success. So they keep making the same thing over and over again, just in different variations. Yeah. And never really uh, attempt any kind of new learning. Nothing. Or like. uh, Not that they're showing. Maybe they do privately, but nothing that they're like showing, you know. Yeah. Uh, Well, I I think like uh, your mind has to bounce from different interests. Like, like, Mm -hmm. like. I like that I do stand up and I podcast and I write and I draw and I read. Yeah. The reading is the foundation of everything in my life. Yes. Yeah. But then also watching movies and I got yeah. a relationship and I have friends and mm-hmm. I, you know, sounds, like, sounds I know. Sounds like a nice life, Bobby boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. got this horrible job i do i've got this awful job but it allows you leisure time you know what i mean it does allow you leisure time and able to for you to like have time to read and do comedy and yeah look at art and watch movies and absorb culture i was looking at a um projection of uh, uh from like a climate institute on uh-huh. YouTube, PBS was airing it. Yeah. Uh, it was a clip from PBS, and uh, they're saying like where to buy a house in the United States. Definitely nowhere in the South. If you're, oh God, it's just uh, one of those scam calls. Okay, uh, that was that was my uh, my phone connected to my computer, which sucks now. I I need the uh, you know I'm, I need to be more professional and better at editing. You better be. <laughs> I gotta be better. I gotta be better. <laughs> I can't be better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is as good as it gets. <laughs> this is all it is. All right, I'm a full grown adult. I'm at my best. I'm never gonna be anything else. Never asked my cat to be anything else. She just got to be her. When she was dying, I was like, I'm kind of jealous know. of you. All you ever had to do was just be you. I know. Yeah. I mean, they're domesticated animals. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you're such a pampered little spoiled animal. No, I, I would totally I, come back as someone's cat or dog. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds fucking fantastic. If like, uh, especially if they dog. I see dogs getting walked, taking, getting better taken care of than some children. You know what I mean? Like there are yeah, dogs and strollers getting definitely pushed a lot around. better than every homeless person, adult. Yes. <laughs> like, um, These dogs are yeah. getting treated way better yeah, than people Italy care more when person. a dog dies than when a pregnant homeless lady dies. Oh, they <laughs> care more when like a pregnant dash hound <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, oh. <laughs> dies. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, 
And the pregnant lady on the side of the road. Oh, fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dog. My dog. Our puppies. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> it is a truth. It's a horrible truth. Of the Terrible. Rich people don't care. There's millions of rich people in the United States, but they don't care about what happens to anybody but the other rich people. I think. I don't know. I think Because I, I don't know what it's like to be rich at all. You've you know? met some, though. You know oh, some. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. I know some rich people. It makes people weird, for sure. Yeah. I don't know what it is. They just don't care about your life anymore. If they have a... There's a certain kind of rich person that's like... <sighs> I don't want to gener- generalize and say it's like every rich person that I've met. Yeah. But like, it's a, sometimes <laughs> you meet people and they've just... They're in another world. They live on another planet than you. They just see children at the border in cages and go, God damn it. That's not, I mean, like, that's terrible. But uh, who? I'm never going to change. And I can't change anything for anyone else. All I can do is just be me. All I well, can they, do I, is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. Billionaire. I, uh, I've never met a billionaire. You can't be a Like, what do you think of that? idea that you can you can't be a very good person if you're actually a billionaire yeah like, i believe it, I like believe you it. Can't, like, yes because i wrote down like what how many hours uh, a millionaire is and like how many and then what the equivalent of that is to a billionaire and it's outrageous you know what i mean it's outrageous yeah yeah and uh like you gotta just be some certain kind of selfishness like um yeah. Yeah. I've heard the strip club manager just raging against the, you know, I don't care. I I I hate the discrimination against rich people. Rich people are just like everybody else. They're good people. <laughs> everybody hates rich people, but uh, that's not fair. That's like, you know, bias. That's prejudgment and and it's and it sickens me. And I, so, I, so it's about the wealthy person. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, help me settle down. Settle down. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Oh man. Uh, I had coffee this morning with um, Mary Lawton. She's a New York Times comic cartoonist. Cartoonist. Mary Lawton, you had lunch with a New York Times cartoonist. Yes. Oh, fancy. I'm gonna, we are doing a uh, like a talk about uh, her work and her career at Baskets Art and Book on Friday. Oh, you are. Wow. Hello, Emily. Basket Book Alright, I'll come to that. Cause, okay. Yeah, because uh, I'm not booked on Friday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the the uh, roast battle. You look like roast battle. Also, that evening. Ah, uh, that's good. And who are you up against? Some beautiful person. I don't know. Some, I, is this anybody you've ever met before? Yes, I've met her twice briefly. I can't even mm. remember her. Tamira, maybe? Mm. Mm. I met her. I like her. We have a lot in common, actually. And she seems like a decent person, so it's going to be very hard. Maybe just say nice things. I know. You look uh, like you should live in Katy. Yeah. <laughs> just try to think of everything you know about the person and then try to think of a nice thing to say about yeah. that person and then take it back and there's your roast formula yeah that's that's the way i do it okay tell me Give i me don't an know example. Give mm. me an example. 
I don't know. I was oh, just right. like, uh, for example, Brian Biggio. Um, no, I know. You had some killer ones. You had some killer ones. Murdered. <laughs> Murdered. <laughs> Thought process, I guess, started with like, oh, Jesus, Brian talks a lot. Why does Brian talk a lot? Brian, you know, it's like, uh, he's hyperactive and... <laughs> That's where that's why see, that's when he's at his funniest is when that's working. Yeah. But if it's not working, then it's the okay, he's a perfect guy to laugh at. Yeah. Like, and what I said about it was like uh Brian spells his name with the Y as in why can't I leave this conversation? <laughs> and uh that was just hilarious. It. Oh my it god. Was, uh, you can always tell him Brian's on cocaine because party's over. Brian's on cocaine. This sucks. Let's leave. Please. This. Oh, I can't handle Brian on cocaine. Awful. <laughs> it comes like, uh, most people on cocaine. I'm like, get the fuck away. Get the fuck <laughs> I'm like, I can't stand that energy. And I, I, once you're on cocaine, you're like, oh, oh, gotta make my life happen. Oh, oh, hey, oh, okay, I got a plan. Oh, 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 let me tell you the same story five times. Oh, oh. Like, you know, like, oh my God, this, uh, I'm on stage. It's as if I'm on stage and I'm talking to you and I'm doing one of my bits. Oh, oh. Like, um, like, to, like, oh, oh, this is my opinion. Oh, God, get, God damn. Like, um, like, I'm so afraid of falling into my uh, cocaine self. Mm. If I I've done cocaine before and I'm the worst. I'm awful on it. Oh really? My personality is unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like people have told you that? I just know it. <laughs> they don't have to tell me. <laughs> they, I can read a room. Yeah. So yeah. Never again. With the with the cocaine for me, that's that's, uh, that's just like a. That's it, I, there's like no temptation for it. We're too old for that. Probably. Yeah, I don't want my heart to explode. I don't yeah. want my dick to never work again. Yeah. I don't want like uh, you know. Mine either. Yeah. <laughs> like, teeth to fall out. No, and my uh, like... eyes to just turn into bags. Yeah. Ugh. Just... Nobody looks good on cocaine. Like, if you lose weight, it's not compensated. It's it's compensated for by like how much worse it makes you look. If you lose, yeah. if you lose any weight on drugs, it's like you know, nobody's like, oh wow. You, have, you just get real bad bags underneath your eyes. You're like twenty pounds lighter. Yeah, oh I get that. <laughs> like, yeah. Did anybody think you were looking great because you were like so much skinnier? Of course. They're like, oh. Killing it, Emily. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's weird how that is. Oh. Yeah, some women would be like, "You look fantastic," and I'd be like, "I know, I'm underweight." Like some, my friend of mine was like, it got down to a point where I was like, you know, she like covered her mouth and she was like, I didn't know if I should say something. But other people would be like, "It looks so good," you know. <laughs> um. Oh, I don't know. I'm just tired. Tired of everything, not everything, but I'm just like, I'm tired of being angry. I'm not being angry then. I I don't know how to not be angry. There's there's just so much that makes me like personally annoyed amongst like people that I love, and then I forget that I love them because I'm so annoyed by them, and then I'm only thinking of their worst. 
qualities and traits, and I'm just like stacking up cases against people and going, I'm never gonna talk to him like that. Why? See, I just don't care. You never appreciated me. You never Why do you care so never, much? They never saw the real me. Nobody gets it. Everybody hates me Why because they think I have some other. They just don't get me. Nobody gets me. Nobody's seeing me for real. Nobody Are hears my comedy. Nobody. <laughs> I could be. Well, what would it matter? Oh, I'm Woody Allen. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Woody Allen made a whole career. Out of me. Why does everybody hate me? I could never. He's paranoia about you know, it. He's like weird. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? Yeah, I, I never liked how he'd be like in Hannah and her sisters or something. He's like Doc. I'm. He's talking to the. He's going to a different doctor every day to, yeah, yeah. Uh, for like mysterious ailments that can't be he was explained. And 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 but he's always like coming in and telling him about like Nietzsche mm -hmm. that he was just reading, or he's 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 talking about some uh, you know uh, Seventh Seal movie mm -hmm. or Ingmar Bergman or who's the guy who made. Fellini, eight and a half, mm -hmm. or you know, he's, he's just bringing things up like that, like, like at the first possible opportunity to show that he's cultured. Like, yeah, like, like, oh, I know about this iconic thing. You know, yeah, like, yeah. but like, uh, it just seemed like uh, he's he's shoehorning uh, his knowledge into every minor conversation with everyone that he sees every day. Yeah, and that's that's like, hey. Um, I used to love Woody Allen movies so much, but it's hard to love them or it's hard to watch them now because after watching that Mia Farrow, I didn't watch that. Uh, like, I didn't watch that on purpose. Oh my god! Um, no, I don't want to hear about that shit. I don't want to hear about that shit. Yeah, it's, uh, I kind of it, it. I don't want to enjoy his stories when I know that he's like the kind of guy who would. I don't know. Adopt a baby and try to fuck yeah, it all the time. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, but like, listen, here's the thing is like, then why didn't somebody step in? Why didn't the police step in? It's not really my He job. was rich and they did step in and he just always got away with it. Like, he was rich. I still can't enjoy his great films <laughs> yeah. because of that. I had nothing to do with any of uh -huh. that. Yeah, it's terrible. I think he probably brainwashed her. Oh. Uh, yeah. I don't well, know. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Watch Husbands and Wives. That movie. Uh, uh, that's the one I'm going to go back to because that's the one where he, um, they were, he was directing the movie. It was a great scene with, uh, with director Sidney Pollack, um, mm -hmm. acts in this movie and he's like, uh, like, really sadistic toward a like a girl he's dating who's like 20 years old when he's 50 yeah and he slaps her across the face after she embarrasses him at a party like takes her back behind the car and just like slaps her across the face as hard as he can he does that yeah his character in the movie woody allen no sydney pollock oh yeah and it's about people being terrible to each other in yeah. relationships yeah and and uh and then in real life, yeah, so that's what he's showing in the movie where he's just like this, this like just base, obscene, yeah. like disgusting cruelty. Yeah. Like, like, and Woody's in the mind of that person. He mm -hmm. wrote the character and he's, 
And then, but in real life, Woody Harrelson was uh, fucking his seventeen-year-old adopted daughter. Not Woody Harrelson. I, did I say Woody Allen? Woody yeah. Woody Allen. <laughs> Kimmy, that's Harrelson. Yeah. I love that dude. Woody Allen, the child molester, <laughs> or pedophile. Well, Woody Allen had been uh, taking all these photos with Soon Yi, these naked photos, and he'd oh, stashed about two hundred of them in a drawer that he knew Mira Farrow was going to open and, uh, like confessed to her that he was doing that that way. And then like 30 minutes later, she had to be in this pivotal scene in the movie where she's betrayed as a wife in the movie. And, uh, and so he wanted to get the most real reaction he could from somebody in like a shattered moment. And that's like, uh, I, it's what a pig, you know, <laughs> like no art is worth doing that to somebody. Uh, I'd be at war with him for the rest of my life. If, if, it kind of was. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was. I'd be like, this, so this fucking man. Yeah, up. you notice she was never in another one of his movies yeah. after that, and that was the last time yes. he filmed anything with her. But he he directed her in like eight films that are all great, like uh, Purple Rose of Cairo, which yeah. is one of my favorite movies when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, but like, ugh, ah, what a pig. What a, like, and and then it just it makes me like, like it sours my appreciation for the stuff I used to love to know that he was that guy the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, you ever been through that with anybody? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> me? No. <laughs> okay, cool. No, I'm the, I'm the, oh. there, of course there are famous artists that got thrown under the bus that it's like oh gosh I really feel like their work can't be art piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, I don't really care. I honestly, I can still appreciate their art. I don't think other people should be hating on it. No, I mean, I think creatives are weird. Every man. every creatives case is different. Yeah. I'm not saying it's okay to be. It's it's yeah. definitely not okay to be a pedophile. But like, I I think creative people are often weird and brilliant and on the spectrum and weird, you know. Yeah. And or have a mental disease. I don't know what his problem, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder, like, it, it. it's nice to think of ghosts and curses and, uh, you know, um, possessions and uh, otherworldly things inhabiting the people you know who do these things that just seem so terrible yeah. that they had to be, like, you know, <clears throat> controlled by Satan while they were doing it or something no, in order to explain it. No, you know, like people are just man, like crazy, just evil sometimes. I don't yeah. know. I dealt with some trauma at some point. Uh, yeah, Satan as a metaphor is pretty powerful, though. Like Satan, Satan if you just think of it as like the thing people are talking about when they're talking about Satan, and not whether or not Satan exists. You just think about why Satan exists in people's minds, or why these demons and spirits and hauntings. See, I don't and, even like those words. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like, think it's stupid as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I like to read about ghosts and stuff, yeah. but only like the ghosts in people's imagination. You know, like the not a real ghost. The Toni Morrison book Beloved uh-huh. is a ghost story that was you know kind of told just for as much as possible from the point of view of somebody who was in a ghost world because of the trauma of escaping from slavery and having to kill our own children and then being, you know, like, uh, 
and um, so being and so so somebody's thought processes and then seeing the spirit of your uh, full-grown daughter that comes back to life and haunts you and you're living with your real daughter yeah Uh, like like that that story's like oh such a tearjerker such a such a sounds quite sad oh yeah Yeah. Um, what's the most you've ever cried over uh, a, like a piece of art music movie book painting you ever cried when you looked at something yeah probably I can't think mm. any, any like uh, like I felt uh, something well, there was like a like a thing at the Manil uh, six months ago of uh, the uh, I forget the name of the photographer uh, who, who um, showed Stokely Carmichael followed Stokely Carmichael around there's a big guy uh, yes um, and he directed I yeah he he, he uh, he's the director of the uh, Shaft movie mm-hmm. you know um and, uh, and then he made one about uh, oh fuck, I'm I'm so uh, I, I hate losing losing. You have a book, ba- yeah. I got I got the book over there somewhere, but yeah, oh, yeah Randall something. I don't know. Randall Park is that uh, actor who's in the movie with Molly Wong. Uh, God, I'm boring. No, what not. if we were doing a comedy show right now? We're about to. Wow. Or you are. We're doing it separately. We're both hosting comedy shows tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're hosting at Rides. Yeah. Um, Cody and I are doing the, a successful show. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try to go back to every other week. Because okay. I have not liked that ever. The like staggered, uh, unpredictable weekly. Yeah. Like half bi-weekly, half semi-weekly. Yeah. Like, um, I don't like know. I'm new to this, you know. Three I mean? to two times a month show. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. The, sec- the successful show, three to two times a month. <laughs> three to shit. <laughs> three to two times a month. Yeah, like, yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, don't come regularly. You'll always miss we it. We don't know what we're at either. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try um, to be there. Yeah, it's not consistent. Um, we're not either. Yeah, like, uh, it's the successful show. show. Yeah, it's perfect. Cody Greenlee, Emily Peacock, Bob Morrissey. Who who could you leave in charge that would be better equipped to handle all of it? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Well, I've always just thought, like, as long as I keep it, as long as I make something happen, yeah, I'm succeeding. Yeah. Like, as long as somebody's coming, then I'm still doing all right. That's right. But, uh... It's hard to be creative. Uh, there's some days when people know nobody shows up. That's oh god, damn it, nobody shows up. Show. Nobody. It's a hard spot. It's a hard spot, man. Yeah, it's a hard spot. But like, it's you know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's real fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited, Bob. God damn it. 
Remember, God damn it, that show on Thursdays at Elmont oh, yeah, Garden. Was, that one really good. God damn it! Oh, every Thursday now at the Avant Garden. God damn it! God damn it! Ten thirty on Thursdays. Mm. No effort or attraction uh, behind the promotion or other than this podcast. Mm. <laughs> my my loyal podcast fans who show up at uh, like Avant Garden Thursdays, but we're we're gonna change it. We never know. Okay. You never know. Well, we're, it might be trying to be changed. Yeah, yeah. We're negotiating a better place for us in this world. That's we're at a team together, like you and me. We're a team. We're a team. Can you uh, can you think of a better teammate? I can't think of a funnier person I would ever want to work with or talk to or just trust with my uh, secrets. Oh. You're so good at secrets. Oh, like the secret that. group. We're very good at we secrets. Are super good at secrets. That's that's what we do at the secret group. It's all secrets. Everybody at the gets secret like, group. If they've never heard of it and you tell Come them. Come to the secret group. They get weird and like, I know. <laughs> I don't want like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I didn't name it. I didn't name it. <laughs> but that's at the secret group. Every. First, third, and fifth Monday, three to two times a month. Put all of that on the flyer and in your head. <laughs> don't forget, first, third, and fifth Monday. If there's a fifth Monday, it's the first, third, and fifth Monday. If there's no fifth Monday in the month, it's just the first and third Monday of the month. But if there's a <laughs> fifth Monday, then it's first, third, and fifth Monday. So that could mean that some Mondays are back-to-back, -back, but some Mondays are every other Monday, which is all you have to say on a flyer if you just say every other Monday. Monday. <laughs> but, um, now we have to say that whole preamble. Wow. <laughs> Three to two times a month. The successful show. The Three. secret group. The secret group. Shh. Don't bring anyone. It's, yeah. If you're cool, you know where it is. It's the secret group. It's near the baseball stadium. It's not really a secret. It's it's very close it's to the, dark in there, though. the big bridge. It's, um, it's it by, feels like you're in a secret yeah, when you're in there. Like uh, it's a warehouse, people. but there's all sorts of businesses like a pizza place and food trucks and uh, you know arcade centers and drinking wine bars. tasting bars and drinking Asian bars. restaurant. What's it called? And you know, yeah. oh, Neil's Bar, whatever. Um, warehouse Live. Yeah, ever go to Warehouse Live? Yeah, yeah. I'm just a. Uh, well, it's your team. Yeah. I saw um, tennis there oh, about recently. a month ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. No, I haven't been there recently. Mm. Mm. Andy and I have had some nice times together. Andy was a good cat dad, too. And now he's got a kitten. Now he's got a kitten named Jasper. <laughs> he's got a kitten named Jasper. And Kisses met Jasper. One last smile. Yeah. We. We brought gotcha. we brought kisses over to Andy's place to meet Jasper. His 
and the person that was taking his place immediately kisses just like beat the shit out of him ate all his food in his bowl and then shat in his litter box <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and then hissed at him and then I had to remove them from each other's company and then kisses got sick a week later and stopped eating and died it's like she died of a broken heart from the dead it's like she knew Jasper was uh Taking a spot. Looked just like her, except the male and fluffier. Yeah, fluffier. Yeah, it's fluffier. He's got like that little fluffy baby Yeah, hair. but he's still another tabby. I got a tabby a, too. Yeah. Yeah. I love tabby cats. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I just love them tabby cats. <laughs> I love tabby cats. I like the orange cat. Yeah, that's the name of my strip club. Tabby cats. Tabby cats. Come on down to Tabby Cats. <laughs> we have the hottest creatures on earth. Just, just uh, sneaking around with their tails up. Tabby Cats. Come on to Tabby Cats. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Human Tabby Cat. Uh, oh, God, Bobby. You really get it sound so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you do that at the strip is that your DJ? Come on. Yeah, come on. Come Something on, DJ. Oh, I've never seen before. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> She's like, that's not my name. My name is my name. Yeah, I can't be gross. Hey, I don't know how to. Oh, you can't be gross? No, yeah. all I do is, hey, welcome to the stage, uh, beautiful Malibu. Hell, ow! <laughs> I don't do that owl part. I just go, beautiful Malibu. <laughs> right, look right. at that, making it rain in here. I never do any of that. Like, I have no scripts for like, oh, get out your umbrellas because it's raining here at the stage with Malibu. Ah! <laughs> hey, Malibu's making it dark in here, dark and rainy. <laughs> She's black and stuff. Ew, ow. I can't do that. Like, I don't want you to do that. I don't want to be that guy. I'm not that guy. But clearly you oh. could be. Clearly you could be. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that for the rest of my life. It's killing me. It's killing me. Oh, shit. Oh, Bob. Well, this has been the healing club. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Bobby. Boy. Yeah, we're doing all our shows together, and uh, yeah, you've, you've got the baskets. That's great. That's yeah. uh, Friday, so I'll try to put this out before Friday. So if you're listening to this, it's it's probably going to be an upcoming Friday. That's right. This so, this Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be Friday at baskets, and uh, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I, I just kind of I just want to see what happens. Me too. I'm, I just want to see. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> you fucking <laughs> I'm done. <laughs>